wish I had the clap. Uh, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> but. Welcome to yet another episode of Growler Garage. What? Why are we already laughing? We just started. That would we, be an interesting conversation. Literally, the episode's you know only that's just started. I'm going to start the show, right? You always do. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> we're... Already falling off the rails. That's a new record. 30, 32 seconds in. Uh, welcome to another episode of Growler Garage, uh, episode 11 now. I'm your host, Pat Britton, alongside our guest today, Jason Collins. Hello. How's it going today, Jason? It's going good. It's going good. Glad to hear it. Drove all the way here from way out in the Inland Empire. Hopefully, you're actually working in this area today or something. Like I was. That. I was. I was down in Santa okay. Ana. Nice. Okay, so that was an easy drive for you. The IE of the OC. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I've heard it called the Tijuana of California, but hey, yeah. that kind of is the same. Um, today, we've gotten away from our namesake yet again, um, and we're not drinking growlers, and that's because Jason volunteered to bring us some beer. And anytime we have uh, some Bear Republic like racing-themed beer, I always, you know, I'm more than happy to have free beer, especially when it's good stuff like this. So you're uh, a real swell guy. Yeah, that's Thank you. right. Thanks for the beer, man. Brought a couple of them. So producer Matt's back there enjoying it with us. So uh, Bear Republic Cafe Racer. 15, I'm guessing, is what it's called. I don't know what order they would normally put that in, but I'm, I'm going to assume Cafe Racer 15. Yeah, it's a double IPA. It is, and it's delicious because I normally am not a big IPA, especially double IPA fans, but Bear Republic always knocks it out of the park, and they don't sponsor us, but I just I always like the stuff they do. They should sponsor us. They should. Yeah. If you can get that, you can be an ongoing guest on the couch. Nice. You can just, yep. you, you will put a plaque there, and you can just have your spot on the couch every time you come back. I know. Well, I'll work on that. All right. We'll yeah. see. There, there we go. He's a, he's a salesman by trade, so he'll probably be able to pull it off for us. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason is a, a, a lifelong racing fan. Is that pretty fair to say, right? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And he's, uh, he was pretty involved back in the Champ Car days, if anybody remembers that dinosaur series, um, with a lot of the folks over there. So he has some cool really fun stories to share about that um, as well as uh, racing carts now which is how we know each other um, but it's not actually how we met which is funny we'll get back around to that later um, and then we both drive the same car uh, but yours is a lot nicer because he's spent a lot more money on it than I have which is nice because I wish I could do that eventually um, his car's kind of like I look at it I'm like okay I like that I'm gonna do exactly that I like that but maybe a different color it's like you're doing it all for me so I don't have to learn by <laughs> doing it myself I can just like use you as an example, yeah. so thank you for that. Well, I'm glad you appreciate it, because the girl I'm dating right now called it a death trap on wheels. That's a compliment. It's <laughs> not even close to a death trap. <laughs> Never in a real death trap. <laughs> His car's super cool. He's got you know the the nice Recaro um, seats. Um, they're the same as the ST2 seats, right? But just yeah. kind of different badges because they're you bought them aftermarket Ford Performance, exactly, right? yeah, or Ford Racing. Yeah, um, but they're the same thing, right? They're the same thing. Yeah, you should let them borrow the Cordoba. That would be fun. That's a death trap. Yeah. <laughs> and she kept dating you after that. I've had plenty of cars that were death trap on wheels, but yeah. Tell us about some of the stuff you've had. I know you have, you know, the Focus ST now. Before that, you had a Mazda 6, uh, which you didn't have for very long. No. You've had some Audis here and there, I think, right? Yeah, A7, A4. Um, then older cars I had was a 63 and a half Ford Galaxy. Nice. Yeah, I shouldn't have got rid of that one. Well, um, we can all say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, my first Welcome car to the was, club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had a he couple of Mustangs. Yeah. And then a 55 Ford F100. Oh, those are cool. Cool. Yeah. Is that the unibody truck? Those no. Are? No, that was, um, they did that in the 60s. I'm not sure what year. I think okay. 62 or 63. Okay. But okay. the 55s were like, you know, the bubble fenders and all that stuff the the year of those trucks basically yeah yeah no, those uh, uh, 50s and 60s fords as far as trucks are concerned for me there's nothing even close no like the dodge trucks i like what's going on underneath them but the front ends of those dodge trucks are the most horribly hideous things mm, totally my, agree my brother's on about five of them and they're great trucks but they're ugly and the chevys are just chevys they're everywhere and they're just i don't know they're just boring to me yeah. but the fords uh they, they've got a lot of style so no you don't even see any old dodge trucks not really like, anyway they're pretty rare yeah they're yeah. not common at all they're on farms or something yeah they're usually gardener like. trucks or my brother had an x forest service truck so it was like kind of a weird green color oh yeah with, oh, yeah. with the slant six and a, and a uh, what was weird that four on the floor Yep. So they're normally a three on the tree. Yeah. Um, but he found a four on the floor one. It was clean, super clean. And then he bought it. And, and then um, it wasn't clean anymore. And he, <laughs> he, he raised the value of the car, but to a small group of people, because he kind of, he hates the term rat rod, but most people would call it that, even though it wasn't. He sprayed it flat black, did a pretty decent job, slammed the thing on the ground. Really? I thought we got this fixed. No. Come on. It but worked fine last episode. That's pretty much a rat rod by definition, though. Kind of, yeah. See if that fixes it. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, it kind of. I mean, the thing is that the rat rod thing has gotten so far away from, I think, what the initial. It used to be just a cheap hot rod. Yeah. You know, just 
which is kind of the epitome of hot rodding. You know, you just build it as cheap as you can do it. And then, and that was kind of a rat rod. Now with people purposely trying to make their stuff look like shit, they drill yeah. holes in it. Mm-hmm. They, they like leave wet, like soapy sponges on it. So it rusts overnight. You know, it's just, I, I don't like the modern day. Well, what no. rat rods have become personally. But. And they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it look cheap. Yeah, like yeah. Paul, Paul Tracy has one, I think, that's, if I'm not mistaken, that it was just an over-the-top, ridiculous... He has a few. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Paul Tracy's simultaneously the best and worst person on the planet. I don't know him personally, actually. <laughs> His persona. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how he looks from TV. I'm sure he's a... All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you met his mom and dad, it, you'd understand a lot more. Yeah, I bet he's a hoot to hang, hang out with. He, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of fun stories about him. He seems like... He does seem like a decent enough guy, but he has... I look at his taste sometimes, and I go... You know what? If I had that kind of money, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. Just try to <laughs> needle people a little bit. Um, but let's talk. Um, let's talk about um, uh, the karting. You know that you got into. You got into it what back in 2012 out at Cal Speed uh, doing the sport karting. Yeah, I did some karting growing up with my dad, mm-hmm. um, and then I got out of it for longest amount of time. And then uh, I saw you posting videos and stuff on a forum that that we both frequent. And I yeah. asked you, hey, where where are you doing this at? And that's kind of how I learned about Cal Speed and found my way out there. And so, yeah, I'm in my third season. Um, my first season, I was just kind of following the leader out there and not really driving aggressive or anything. Just kind of, I don't know, I was just kind of driving around. I really wasn't right. just trying to find my feet and get back into everything. Um, last year was my second season. I think I only did, I think I did less than half the events. It was, schedule was pretty busy, but this has been a good year. Yeah, so. I was definitely going to say is, you know, and um, somebody else sitting off camera is um, somebody else who is at Cal Speed with us, Andrew. And you can, if you want to sit on the couch and, and talk, you can kind of throw in your two cents on this also. Because he started, I think, just before you, but kind of like you, he hasn't run the full seasons as much. Um, but with in specifically to what you've been able to accomplish, it's it's really interesting because you started a couple years after the, the kind of the flow of all the drivers into Cal Speed when the series just exploded. Yeah. Um, so guys that are the top runners that have, are winning races have been the same ones since the beginning of the series, and there's been very few, if any, that have managed to kind of crack into that, you know, even just into the A mains, which for those who, who don't understand how Cal Speed works, it's basically you race all day, and the top 25% of the field gets in the A main, the next 25 in the B main, the next 25 in the C, and the, the, the slowest 25%. In, are in the D main. So making the A main is a huge accomplishment. So people might hear and go, oh, you finished 25th? Like, okay. That's out of 120 people, of which 60 of them are legitimately good drivers. You know, the other 60 or so are, are decent enough. You know, there's usually only about 10 who are, you know, awful. Um, but the thing is, somebody walks in there off the street, they're going to they're gonna be in the D main, guaranteed, and they're probably going to be last in the D main. Yeah. But yet, you've, you went from being kind of a, what, a front of the D main type of guy your first year, maybe back of the seat as the season kind of went on, um, to now you're, you, if you don't make an A main, you're disappointed. Yeah. Well, I, I've actually never been in a D main. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So my first time out, I made the C main. I was like, ah, this is easy enough. But uh-huh. it was pretty humbling. Um, yeah. You know, just trying to get out of that C main and then into the B and then the front of the B and then crack into that A main field. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's really different, the style of driving out there. I mean, you've really got to be aggressive when you can, pick your spots, and, and, and know, how, know who to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's very different. I mean, the draft is, is – it's just so weird how big of a factor the draft is out there. Yeah, no, that, that's probably my favorite part of that, uh, of the kind of the weird anomaly that Cal Speed is, um, which if anybody's listening that's never been there, legitimately there is a draft. There is – it looks like – on certain layouts, it looks like a restrictor plate NASCAR race on yeah. a road course with go-karts. You can't get away no matter what you do. And that, that, that makes such a unique form of racing in general because it's the only, way, the only place I know of that allows you to race that style without having to be a top-tier uh, you know, driver as far as being in NASCAR or being to a lesser extent in some of the, you know, the other lower series. But there's not much drafting that goes on until you're in the 180, 200-mile-an-hour range of most kinds of cars. Exactly. So it allows us you know, wish we were or has been or whatever to go and, and have that kind of style of racing. And it's, you, you wouldn't think it exists. No. Uh, and, and that's really interesting. But something you mentioned quickly, it's um, how you got into Cal Speed was um, via that, that online message board, which is funny because um, it's something that even, Matt may even be familiar with that message board um, that I used to go to. It was a NASCAR 2003 message board at heart oh, um, called Rubbin's Racing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I used to be on it all the time back when NASCAR 2003 was like the 
game it's kind of the precursor to iRacing and all that kind of stuff so I'm on there and I don't know how much you played that or not but you were kind of more in the in the racing discussion part of the of the board back when Champ Car was still a thing and before that cart and whatever yeah. um, and I remember specifically the first time you know really interacting was when you made a post saying that if you have tickets to the San Jose Champ Car race you may want to you know be ready for it because it's going to get canceled if I recall right yeah. um, and I happened to be at Droma 1 which was the precursor to Cal Speed out there karting with some of my buddies that were going out to that race that weekend it was literally that short of notice if I remember right it was like three or four days before the race yeah. and I said hey guys I just read a thing that San Jose might get canceled and they're looking around and one of the guys worked for Racer Magazine and he's like no it's not you're nuts the next day the, the, <laughs> the news comes out and I was like alright this guy knows what he's talking about because they made me feel like an asshole they're like no 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 you're making shit up and I was I was like so excited because I was like yeah those assholes, but um, and then um, I, you know however else after that you know then we start talking and you got out to Cal Speed which was super cool, um, but you know take us back to kind of the the Champ Car days not even just the end of days where you know everything was kind of every anything seemingly that could go wrong with Champ Car went wrong, yeah. but even back before that you know when when it looked like you know IRL was going to be the ones who were going to go away any day even though they had all that money behind them they just everything was was wrong with with uh, IndyCar at the time and Cart was really the ones on top. Uh, how involved were you and, and how did you kind of meet these people and like how did that all co come together because it seemed like you always knew what was happening before it happened even though you weren't working for a team or anything right? Not in official capacity no. Mm -hmm. um, back then Champ Car and IRL employed I don't know how many people uh, but they would have people that they would funnel information to to go out and post on message boards. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is, that's, so, is that real life? That happens? That's, that's real life. <laughs> so <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Sounds like IndyCar. Yeah, I mean, there was a huge battle. I mean, IndyCar, IRL and, and Champ Car fought on every level you could imagine. So mm -hmm. from having people post things on message boards to, you know, you, you name it. So... I mean, the, the hatred was real, yeah. you know, with everybody. So, um, so that's how I got a lot of my information, um, from insider information from, you know, one of the three owners or two of the three owners. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really want to name names. Sure. But, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a lot that went on behind the scenes. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, even though, you know, car or champ car is the one that, that went away and people might look at it and go, well, IndyCar won. It's not really true. NASCAR won in reality. Because um, if I'm not mistaken, and, and you know, I was pretty young when the split actually happened, but from what I understand is uh, is that Bill France had a lot to do with the split happening in the first place. That he was kind of in Tony George's ear, sure, you know, telling him, "Hey, you need to stand up for yourself." And maybe perhaps a little part of that was, you know, depends on who you believe. Yeah, you know, maybe he was standing up for himself, perhaps in, in about the worst way you can imagine. But no, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's not just a coincidence that NASCAR went to Indy you know, mm -hmm. in the in the early days of the IRL. I mean, if NASCAR never went there, the IRL would have never been able to sustain itself. Right, because all their money came from Indianapolis Motor Speedway, right? Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. the Holman George family. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, really, that's what kept them in business for the first, what, five, maybe ten years, right? Was because the series was losing money. It might even still be losing money. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not that involved with it anymore, but, I mean, just about every team is hemorrhaging money. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the cars um, started out as being, you know, a budget car, you know, quotes, but then the body kits and everything ends up being more expensive than they thought. And yeah, I mean, we could go on for days what's wrong with, with open wheel racing, but, you know, what what can you say other than the proofs in the, the TV ratings and in the, the crowd at the track? I mean, earlier this year, the one of the best races ever was at Auto Club Speedway and nobody was there to see it. No, I, mean, I think there was more people at our race. Yeah, we were next door for our <laughs> national championship at the same time. And legitimately, like, as people funneled, we went through, I worked at the track at the time, and we had to do all this stuff to make sure that people couldn't get on the track and so that there was good foot traffic paths. And just there's a lot of prep work that went into that to make sure that these tens of thousands of people had a way to get in and out. But legitimately, I mean, we were all standing there. They were walking past the track, and it looked like a a Porsche owners club race exactly getting out. There was yeah. more of us in the paddock legitimately than no, there, there was, was people leaving. There was when I, I was leaving to go to the race on Saturday morning, our race. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe I should leave early because right. who knows what traffic may be like. And I was like, no, nah, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fine. Yeah. Cause so. it was, it was almost, um, when that all happened, we had already announced the dates for the grand nationals, you know, a year in advance. Yeah. Right. And then IndyCar set their schedule and it ended up being the same weekend. And, um, some of the management at Cal speed was like, wait a minute. 
wait, you guys knew our event. How could you do that? And, oh, well, IndyCar's more important. We're going to have to move you guys a week back. And, you know, management kind of held strongly, like, no, we're not, we're not getting off that date. Yeah. Let's make it a companion thing. They went, oh, we need the parking lot. We need the parking lot. And he went, no, you don't need the parking lot. You have the autocross lot across the street, which will hold more than enough people. Exactly. And it was this kind of back and forth, and it ended up that they are right, that they could have fit everybody in half that autocross parking lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's funny because when they were leaving the IndyCar race, they were actually lining up on our fence line and watching our race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it was like threatening rain and stuff, and people yeah. were just kind of standing there taking pictures. And it was that portion of it was pretty cool. I mean, because sport karting inherently, karting in general, especially sport karting inherently, is not a spectator sport. No. You know, no. it just isn't interesting. I, I think if it were presented in the right way, it could be, because you can see the driver and you can see everything they're doing, and people don't really understand what goes into it, but it's inherently just people don't care about stuff that doesn't take, you know, either a huge amount of money to accomplish or that anybody can go do, and the fact of it is anybody can go kart racing, yeah. especially sport karting. If you've got 125 bucks in your pocket, you that's can right. go sport karting. So nobody cares to watch it because they want to be out there doing it, even if they're out there getting their ass kicked. And that's the the double-edged sword of sport karting is anybody can do it, which is great because, you know, the, there's a lot of participation, but nobody cares to watch it, you yeah. know, and it'll never be anything more than what it is. I don't want to watch it. No, I hate, <laughs> I hate watching it unless I'm calling the race and then I'm only making it interesting for myself. Uh, <laughs> so, um, talking, kind of switching gears back again. To, uh, to your focus that you have now. Um, you've done, we'll go through the mod, all the things you've done to your car now. Because we're, we're a car show about everything, about racing, about old muscle cars. The focus is kind of, uh, it's an American car, but it's almost more of a tuner kind of yeah. in a way. Oh, absolutely. But, um, well, what, you've done a lot to your car. What have you done? Um, just about everything but a big turbo. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, a larger intercooler mm-hmm. from Steeda, um, Bilstein shocks, mm-hmm. Ford Racing uh, Springs. Uh, the Recaro seats, mm-hmm. um, the Montoon uh, quick shift arm, the Ford Racing shifter, Magnaflow exhaust, um, got a tune from Stratified, mm-hmm. um, and then the Cobb access port. Um, I think that's about it. So. What, what wheels do you have on there? Oh, the Koenig. Super. Koenig wheels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Koenig um, oversteers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's, is there anything else you feel like you still have to do on it? No, it's pretty much done. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You, you've had the car, what, a year or so? Just over a year. Okay. Yeah. So you got it all done. So yeah. you, you got it done that quick and you're just like, okay, this is good enough for me. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about doing a big turbo, but with the RS coming out, I'm just going to leave it at it as it is because it's already got way too much power for just a front wheel <laughs> drive car. I mean, yeah. just putting a big turbo on there is just going to make that problem even worse. And now the cars are 250 ish horsepower stock Yeah. and you've done all that to it. Um, Obviously, I don't think you've had it on a dyno, right? No, I haven't. I haven't. Has anybody, have you come across dyno charts of people who have done the same stuff or pretty close estimation? Yeah. At the wheels, most people with my mods are getting around 275, 280. Wow. So that's clear of probably 320 crank, 330 crank. Probably, yeah. So you're up a good 70 or 80 horsepower on, on yeah. stock. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, from a dig, it, it, you know, obviously there's no traction, but from a roll, like a 20, 20 mile an hour roll, I mean, the thing just pulls like crazy. Yeah. No, and you haven't even driven it in the wintertime yet, right? Well, I mean, as much of a winter we have here well, in Southern California. <laughs> so, you know, we, don't, we don't get a true turbo season out here, no. but it still helps. Um, Just put uh, ice there in the... Yeah, no, yeah. that's the old days of uh, when we used to go to Fontana for the drag races. Even with our carbureted cars, we'd put ice on the intake manifold. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know much to help, but... Um, I don't think it did, but... You know, no, it helped. I'm yeah. sure it helped with the heat soak, if nothing else. Just <laughs> run back to back, back you know, 110 degree, yeah. pre-global warming weather. Pre-global warming weather. <laughs> Pre-algorism. So, um, speaking of car mods, some of you might be asking is what, what this is. So, um, the, the Cordoba that's in the pre, uh, the, the intro to the show. Um, Although I haven't been including the intro lately. I know, because you're a lazy fuck. No, it's because it messes up the audio. Well, we need to fix that. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So, there's a Cordoba that I own, 75 Chrysler Cordoba. I call it the Chargeoba. Because uh, it's the same platform as a charger, even though people don't believe me. Um, so uh, I was getting it ready all week. All this week, I've been getting ready to to go to a car show with the car club that I'm in. Um, and uh, things running great. Got a floor shifter in it. You know, feeling good. Got the interior how I wanted it and all that stuff. And um, I go, I get, I basically, the last step I wanted to do before the car show is take the steering column apart so I could paint it black and get rid of the, the uh, indicator on the, um, um, on the column for what gear you're in. Mm. So I get that all taken care of. And the last step is I need to get the, uh, the column shifter off, which is what's in my hand. 
So I take it, you know, it's a, it's just a pin in the center of it. It's right. all, it's all it is. Right. So I, I go to hammer it out, nothing. And I have like a two and a half pound sledge I'm hitting it with, <laughs> you know, like, it's not like I have a little hammer. I've, I've, I'm wailing on this thing. Really? Just wailing so on this pin. Like pressed in or something? Yeah, but it still should come out. So then I take a drill and I drill it and I, I'm bigger now than what the pin is in that. The okay. pin no longer exists in that, in that thing. It's like come out. I end up having like a five eighths inch hole in this, in this. And you drilled it all the way through all the way through. There's no more pin in that. And it's still stuck. <laughs> so in the process of drilling it out, you must have welded it in. I guess <laughs> I did a better job than the factory ever could have done. Cause I'm sitting there yanking on it. And it's still shifting. You know, the, the arm's still moving fine. It's still got all the articulation and all that. And I'm sitting there. Wow, and, so I'm crazy. drilling it. I'm hitting it, drilling it, hitting it. I hit the drill one or two times with the hammer. Just, I mean, for, an hour I'm out here in the garage just <laughs> sweating bullets just destroying my steering column and finally I, I get I get upset and I just cut the I just take my die grinder and I just cut this off and um, it uh, and it basically I, I left this on the table over there and it, it was like super hot and I left it there and we came here to do the show today and Matt's like what 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 did you do so we're trying to figure out what we want to do with this so what where, where I'm going with this is I want to try to get some YouTube or Facebook comments and I'll, I'll put up a thing on there to um, remind you guys of what we need to do with this. It is just a straight piece of metal and I want, I don't know if I should we'll make a, a necklace out of it. Uh, if I should make like, like um, what do they call them? Plugs for your ear? Like, you know? Should make ear, it like a plugs. microphone handle or something. Oh yeah, we could maybe like put it here or maybe I could just hook it on the bottom so I can move it. I don't know why we need to do that. <laughs> but some, some jerk's going to be like, make it into like a shift arm. Like, but like for like a floor shifter, I've never seen anybody do that. No. We're talking about rat rods. That would be something rat roddy. So for now, I'm going to use it as a pointer. So if there's anything I need to point at. So I'm going to point at the, the trivia scores. All right. And all that kind of stuff. I'm saying we should turn it into a bottle opener. Oh, there you go. It might already. Somebody give me a bottle of beer. Because there's already notches in this. Can somebody that's hand me one of those not, blue moons? That's not going to work. I think it is. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, beer girl Taylor. Let me finish this one. <laughs> Any anybody? I don't know if you've watched any of the shows, but uh, a couple weeks back when we did the uh, uh, what was it the malt liquor challenge, we had uh, beer, beer girl Graham. Yes. So anyone that steps onto the camera is now beer girl. Gotcha. So. This is gonna work. I just have I don't have any folk. We'll see what what I was suggesting is to like weld an actual bottle opener end onto the end of that thing. It kind of already mm -hmm. has one, but it's on the wrong angle. Mm. That would make an awesome beer opener. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna get on that. I should take it to my work before I'm, I'm I leave, and I should machine a uh, notch into that. You had, you, what you guys have machines at your work? Yeah, I have a CNC machine. Well, I, why would you need a CNC machine to to, to notch a piece of like to just make it like all nice and pretty looking? Yeah, why not? Because I have lower standards than you guys. I have a sawzall and I have a die grinder and I have pliers to hold it. But I have vice. access to a CNC machine. Big deal. For now. We could 3D print something. I don't know how that would work, but anyways. It would. Um, yeah. So something that we're going to get off topic of the show, but we had to talk about it. And you and you want to talk about it. Maybe you need to have more beer first. But um, you mentioned that you've recently gotten into Tinder. <laughs> yes, yes. and for people people that don't know jason super well is he's a very unassuming guy when you when you kind of first meet him but he's not afraid of saying anything to anybody ever at any point in time <laughs> especially if something funny could come out of it and i've seen some of the pictures that you that people have as their like profile picture and i don't know if we need to quite get into that but um you, is anything um just i don't know tell us some tinder stories oh man so at the urging of a friend, I joined, uh, well, I signed up for Tinder. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it's been an interesting experience. Uh-huh. Um, I went on one Tinder date, and the girl sent me pictures that was that was of her, but probably 10 years ago. Nice. <laughs> because when she showed up, she was about 100 pounds heavier. Nice. nice. Pictures. And I know the ladies out there are going to be like, well, don't be a superficial jerk, but... I mean, if I posted pictures of Brad Pitt and said it was me, yeah. well, you know, yeah. ladies would be just as pissed. So, yeah, yeah that didn't go over too well. Um, Is the girl that called your car death trap on Tinder? Well, her friends and family don't want... She, she doesn't want her friends and family to know that we met on Tinder, so 
we met through a mutual friend called Ted Nur. You know, you know Ted, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't, but my friends I went, do. I went, to, uh, I went to college with that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, so he did me a kindness and took algebra introduced me to her. So that's, yeah. that's nice. So, but yeah. So thanks to Megan, I'm not on Tinder anymore. Um, that's good. Yeah, but it was uh, it was an interesting experience. Glad um, you did it. Yeah, sure. Why not? It was it was fun. <laughs> it, it made for uh, some interesting conversations and uh, you know some things to share with friends. So yeah, a lot of nurses and married people, I think. Oh uh, yeah, on, on right. Tinder. <laughs> yeah. It's, so I'm so. guessing that's why there was no married women on. Uh, what was what was it? Ashley Madison. Ashley they Madison. were all on Tinder instead because yeah. they're all cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Like with all that stuff, it's like it was all dudes on there and then bots, right? Yeah. Like they were proving that like Ashley Madison had their own spam bots that would just interact with these guys did you see the one uh yeah. there was two uh they geolocated um a bunch of accounts to two locations in china like <laughs> two separate office buildings were responsible for like tens of thousands of accounts on ashley madison yeah, that is hilarious <laughs> yeah no so i mean i joined you know mostly all the jewish dating sites and by jewish i mean free so. <laughs> How far away from Fantastic. Farmers Only were you Were you on there? Like, was that the next step for you? You know, Bruce, Bruce asked me to go on Farmers Only, and at first I thought it was just a joke because Bruce makes jokes like that. Uh-huh. And then I saw the commercial, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit. There's you should a do it, man. Far- yeah, but I don't really know how many farmers are in Southern California. That's all, like, <laughs> cowboys you know, and The cow- thing yeah. that I've thought about on there is that's probably, that one's kind of brilliant in a way, right? Because... The probably the biggest issue with with dating apps, I assume I've never been on one, is there's probably just not very many women on most of them. It's mostly dudes, unless you get to the real classy ones, the plenty of fish or whatever. Where <laughs> plenty know, of fish, classy. <laughs> you know, I have friends who met on there and got married. Oh uh, man, and neither of them are ugly. It's weird. Um, John's on plenty of fish. See, well, that's like see that when I say it's classy, I mean like Tinder is here. Plenty of fish here. No, not really. Grinder is down here. Grinder. <laughs> no, like tender and plenty of fish are. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's well, all the same. That is, quote, it's... John's poop app. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even. I don't think there's a classy. So he goes dating. on there. Well, isn't like site. eHarmony kind of classy? I don't think so. I think it's maybe, all the same. I mean, maybe. Because those are the ones where they're trying to get a relationship, whereas Tinder's flat out just you're trying to just screw people on there, right? I suppose the ones that For the know, most part. Are, you're actually throwing money at are maybe a little higher brow than. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think it just depends on, on who you are as a person, really. I mean, yeah, maybe. You know. My thought is just. I mean, like, I'm classy and I was on Tinder. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, that says its own thing. There you go. Uh, my thought is, you know, as farmers only, you know, there's there's this kick right now where, where every loose moral college girl is into cowboys, right? Pretty much. Right. In Southern California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to think that that's probably where the ones who may be like a six out of 10. That like have a bunch of friends that are eights and nines out of ten, but they want to like feel like that they are getting dudes. Also, they're probably mostly on farmers only. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. And this is based off of because I'm a cowboy that not, lives in Anaheim. You just buy some boots, man. It'll <laughs> yeah. be all right. And you know, you go to like Inca Hoots is right up the street here, or the ranch, or the ranch, the ranch, dude. Oh. The ranch for, is like a single guy's paradise. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, it's, it's like it's like a three to one ratio. Yeah, and they're usually not ugly. No. It's like... And it's packed. If you like, can pull off boots packed. and a hat, even remotely decent, it's like, you can drag down eights at those places, right. you know, pretty easily. All day long. And I'm wondering if Farmers Only is kind of the online version of those places. That's, Maybe. That's my thought. I don't know. That's where, huh. if I were if I were a single dude, then we I, should and do I were at a, that level, that's probably where I'd go. We should do a Growler Garage uh, dating website test. I have an idea. We create a Growler Garage Tinder account that Just. doesn't even try to hide what it is. It says, this is a podcast. <laughs> Yes. Come on a date on the podcast with the camera. We'll just talk to these people we never um, met before. You guys would be, yeah. That's a solid Girl, idea. Girls love attention. Oh, yeah. They'll no be, doubt. They'll be lining up down the street. Hey. I don't know. We're doing it. That's going to be stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll let them in first based off what kind of car they show up in. There you go. And there's like, there's no first, first come, first serve. It's like, what'd you drive here? Camaro? Back of the line. Or beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. If they bring a 12 pack, my wife will hate me. She's going to be so upset. <laughs> these floozies here <laughs> no it's for the podcast it's fine by the way the the, the girl i did meet on t- very classy so oh yeah yeah you, you're probably meet her here 
She oh, actually, she oh, actually that, okay. wants to. She actually wants to come out and watch sport karting. I tried to. I tried to convince her not to. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have a bad time. <laughs> Either need to put a ring on it, or she's just. She doesn't know what a good time is. To. I don't know. Yeah. If but, she goes to Machismo as her first race, that would just be. She'd, she'd probably just never. You never see her again. <laughs> like this is stupid. <laughs> so Machismos are the twelve-hour kart race and. Yeah, you know, it's 12 hours in a car. I mean, there's 12 hours. There's teams of people, but sometimes teams of two do it. You know, we saw it last yeah. year with, uh, with Darren and Brian. That which would be is, tough. That's which some is, endurance. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. I don't know why people do that to themselves. Yeah, I, for the I, challenge. I have a feeling Taylor's probably planning to do something like that this year. Um, who we're going to talk to next week. Taylor's going to do a uh, one-man team. You know, I've... <laughs> I've fantasized about doing that with no intention of winning. You fantasize about a one-man team? Oh, yeah. He fantasizes oh, about yeah. being a loner. You know, No, about getting tag-teamed, you know? Oh, um, <laughs> solid. No, like, I've thought about that. I've been like, man, that'd be fun to do. Like, you'd have no shot of winning. I, when I left, I, I tried to get the race director to allow me to run in sport, which is the lowest class, yeah. saying, if I do this as an Ironman, I should be able to run sport because then you don't have to change carts. Yeah. You're racing against lower-quality people. To be fair, it's newer people. And yeah. he goes, no, you're too good. You'll still win. I went, bullshit. I, I would never win sport class by myself. Yeah. Because there's going to be a point where I'd probably have to take a 10-minute break. No, you, you should know? do it. I, he won't let me. Diapers and just oh, do God. it. You sweat out enough when you're driving that you don't need that. Um, but, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me do you it. Don't need, you don't need diapers. Kyle Busch pisses in his driver's suit. You can, too. Well. Just get the <laughs> tube that runs down your leg and it drips onto the track and... You want me to get a catheter installed so that I can drip it onto the track? Yes. That is a whole different kind of Mario Kart. <laughs> hey. That's a whole different meaning to Red Shell. Hey, um, hey. You ain't first, you're last. No, there's there's plenty of other stuff you could be. You could be second, <laughs> you could be third. Hell, you could even be fourth. If you ain't first, you're last. That's when I said terrible that. advice. <laughs> um, so normally we do trivia, um, and my wife went inside to start writing because I didn't have any time uh, about 40 minutes ago-ish. 30, 40 minutes ago? Probably. Um, and she's just trying to do 10 questions. She's yeah. trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Somebody want to text her and be like, it's good enough, bring it out? Well, her phone's in here. <sighs> Beer girl, Taylor. Can you, you do us a, a huge favor? We can't get any good help around here these days. Do you want to talk about oh, you the outsourced end of Champ it? Car? Yeah, let's talk did about the out, end of Champ did Car. Did you outsource it? You did. Fantastic. The end of Champ Car was like the so, most badass cars on the planet respect, just about. Respect. And yet, I mean, granted, it became kind of a spec car at the end, right? But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it became kind of spec car at the end. But, but the the, um, the cars were still yeah. cool. But the way the series ended was the carpet was pretty much pulled out, you know. Was it? Was it oh, t- yeah. There's only been, you know, you hear about stuff online, you don't know what's true, you don't know what's not. But, like, tell us kind of what the final days were like from where you were sitting. No, I mean, the season was set to go off in 2008. They just completed testing at Sebring. Everybody's mm-hmm. ready to go. And um, the wheels kind of started to come off around 2000. Six, I believe, at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, Forsythe, Jerry Forsythe, pretty much stopped going to the races after that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the teams were basically being propped up by the series, except for Newman Haas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newman Haas at that time pretty much said, well, everybody else is getting some money. We want some too. Right. And so that kind of pissed Jerry off and everybody else off. So. Because Newman Haas was one of the only teams that could really drag down legitimate sponsors, right? Like they oh, had yeah. McDonald's. No, they had, a, they had a full legit, you know, marketing department. Yeah. I mean, they were... And Paul Newman, at the time, obviously, that name doesn't hurt your chances. No. And also, he's a very, very smart guy. Yeah. So they knew what they're doing. That's not to sell other people short, but that Newman Haas was, at the time, was very much the equivalent of Penske or Ganassi. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, and they so, had they had exclusive rights to dynamic shocks and that whole program. Wow. You know, everybody thought they had traction control, but it was really just their their chassis setup. That's it, been the rumor for everybody who wins for what the last twenty years. You know, yeah. I remember when Ganassi had a uh, Zanardi and uh, Vassar that they were setting up people in, in like, uh, the final corner at Laguna Seca with, like, video recorders so you could try to listen for that, like, ratcheting sound. Yeah. And they came back, and like, oh, we got it, we got it. And it was, like, very clearly, like, the blow-off valve, yeah. you know, as they're downshifting. But it, it sounds like this, and it's kind of unique on a, on a car of that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's funny that that's always the default. Even in NASCAR, people are always like, oh, Kyle Busch has got traction control. It's like, I don't <laughs> think that's going to help you very much at Dover. No. You know, but anyways, that's funny that that's always kind of the same thing. So, but the season was set to kick off, and then um, Calcoven and Forsythe pretty much just threw in the threw in the towel. Really, Calcoven got a pretty nice payoff, from what I hear. Really. Um, so, and in, in the series was just pretty much 
hostily took over. So mm-hmm. uh, General Ozzie never even really signed off on the deal. He was wow. he was fighting, trying to keep it up. Yeah, and and most of the teams didn't end up going to IndyCar, right? Only a handful did, right? Just a handful. Yeah, just a handful. And then you know that last race at at Long Beach, um, you know Tracy was he wasn't even going to show up mm-hmm. because Forsyth was holding to his contract, but but Jerry hadn't paid him. He actually oh, overnighted wow. a check <laughs> to get to get Paul to show up at the track, and then he was so bitter and pissed off that he gave Tracy a, a weekend warrior pit crew. Oh, and, man. And uh, Frank uh, Mont... Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Montagny? Yeah. He basically got all of Tracy's equipment, his oh, car, man. his pit crew, everything. Wow. And um, Tracy could have moved over to the IRL mm-hmm. with sponsorship from Monster... Oh, right, right. With Ray Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had the whole thing ready to go. And they stopped it from happening. Well, well Forsyth held it up because he held Tracy to his contract. Yeah. And and I know Tracy eventually did kind of go into car racing for like a year, and he was yeah. at, he was rusty at that point. And, yeah, by that time it was too late. And he still had a, a couple good runs here and there, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Now, I don't believe it was that year, right? It was a couple years before that that Tracy broke his back at Long Beach, right? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the final race, right? No, no, it wasn't. No, the final race he had a tire go down or something like okay. that. Yeah, I remember that was that's the last time I've actually been to uh, uh, a race at Long Beach was that one, and that's not a conscious thing. Cause I don't hate IndyCar, but it was I kind do. of a I know you do, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it's just kind of a I mean I still care I still I still follow the series and I like a lot of the drivers that are there and all that kind of stuff and um, I'm a big Penske fan and all that. But it was I don't know what it was, but that's the last time I went and uh, I I haven't been like oh I got to go back you know th- this next year and you know and uh, I remember. Uh, power dominating the race, but I don't really remember much. I, I actually couldn't even tell you who won anymore. I forgot already, but uh, I don't think it was power. I think it was somebody else, but um, it wasn't Wilson, was it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Taylor, I, do you remember who won that? The last champ car race at Long Beach? I have no idea. There's just so I, much I about that, that weekend. Race. They yeah. had an after party. They had an after party for champ car, the champ car guys at the Queen Mary, mm-hmm. and I went to that. So, yeah, the rest of the weekend's kind of a blur. Now, <laughs> Jesus. Now, the thing is, the day before that, that's when IndyCar was in Motegi. When they, yeah. that's when they had the companion weekend. Yeah, that was very disrespectful. Kind of pissed me off. Yeah, because before the race, Danica Patrick and Tony George was all over the place, and I had a hard card for that race. Mm-hmm. So I actually came face to face with Tony George. Really? Yeah. You I, could I have been a, a goddamn American hero. I know. <laughs> just knocked him out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was too late at that point. Yeah, it was too late at that point. But yeah, it, he definitely won the uh, the the gene pool lottery because right. <laughs> not the brightest bulb. Um, you know, but you know they they had that race at Motegi the day before, and that that was what it was was a companion weekend. Is they had the Indy cars were were in Motegi because it wasn't the first race of the year; it was like the third race. Or something. Exactly. So the the Champ Car team, some of them had already participated in the first couple of races, and then the Indy Car teams that didn't have Champ cars went to Motegi. Yeah. The rest went to Long Beach, and they both counted for equal points. Yeah. And um, but what I found as odd here comes our trivia. Give me that trivia. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Thank you, Kaylee. Um, might make this a running thing. We'll see how good these questions are. Um, so uh, <laughs> no that, was, that was the first time that the Danica won a race in, mm-hmm. in IndyCar. And I'm not a Danica hater. I think she's fine. I don't think she, Obviously, she has the Dale Earnhardt Jr. problem where the fan base makes them seem a lot. They think that they're a lot better than they are. You know, or Dale Jr. has that problem. Where I like I, I like Dale Jr. a lot. He's a great guy, and yeah, I think he's a very good driver. But his fan base thinks he's God, you know, and yeah. it makes him look bad. And Danica has the same problem. She's not that great, but I think she's good enough to be where she's at. Maybe not at the level she's at. She shouldn't be driving for Stuart Haas, and that's a whole other thing. But the I fact actually, of it is, is I actually yeah. sim raced with Dale Jr. Oh, do you? Yeah, his his sim racing name used to be Unical. Yeah, Unical seventy six. Yeah, and none of us believed it was him until he <laughs> sent us a picture right. of 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 a duct tape, you know, along the side of his car with his name written on it. Oh, right. So he's actually a really nice person, yeah. unlike Danica. No, yeah, is, that's Who is a horrible person. And, <laughs> and that's what I've heard. And I've, I know that Kaylee almost got mowed down by her on a scooter once. She's a horrible person. To be fair, I almost got mowed down when I was about six by Paul Tracy. Yeah. At Long Beach, he was just blasting through the, the, the crowd of people back when he had those glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, it, it, he's funny, because he was like waving to people, but not paying attention where he's going. And like, I'm not, I'm like trying to get out of the way, but he's kind of like lazily going that direction too. So I'm like running into his path by accident (laughs) and he stops and he's like, 
sorry kid and drove away and i'm like oh he said sorry yeah and uh you know but you know that all aside is you know the personal stuff side is do you there's been a lot of people that said that the danica was you know that the fix was in on that one just like people say about when junior won in the three car and all that stuff because Elio, if I remember right, and I don't remember the specifics, but Elio was coming out of the pitch or something and, like, didn't even get on it, cut one on the back straightaway or something like that. Well, it was a fuel mileage win. Right. When has Pinsky never had fuel mileage figured out? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. So. Um, yeah, and I mean, because she's never, other than that and the Indy 500, the, her first or second year or whatever, she really never got that close again. No, which everybody could tell you that she finished fourth in that race, but... How many people could tell you actually won that race? <laughs> I don't think that many could, no. <laughs> I remember, uh, gosh, I'm getting confused now, too, because I, I remember that the next race, Weldon and I think Buddy Rice both had, like, these custom shirts made. Yeah. And um, I think um, Buddy's just said, like, Danica's teammate or something like that yeah. on it. And Dan said actually won the Indy 500 or something yeah. to that effect. Um, and that's the only, that, honestly, that's the only reason I actually really remember it. And that's because... They didn't paint. I was listening to on the radio that year. I was out doing something, and I couldn't like. They never talked about who was leading. They always talked about Danny. Yeah. I remember she spun or something with like twenty to go under yellow, yeah. or something. Something full milk could do now, and um, that's all. I'm like thinking like I want to know who's leading this, and they and they weren't talking about it at all. And uh, that one, you know, she finished fourth, which is great. And then she won that one at Motegi, and then, I mean, in NASCAR she hasn't been ever in the ballpark yet. And I mean, she doesn't. I don't know. It's there's people that are worse than her out there, but um, and it's I don't want to make this a hate on Danica for an hour it's type okay of show. If you, do it, but. you know, we may maybe another time, right. maybe we'll get drunker and just really just just lay into it. <laughs> so um, something that I want to uh, so that I, I kind of want to talk about. How far are we into this one, Matt? Forty three. Okay, we got a little bit of time, so I'm kind of we'll get to the trivia in a second. But something that we're gonna do, um, and we're we're kind of announcing it now, and I don't know when the first one of these is gonna be. But we're going to do something that uh, I, I don't know if, if anybody's done something like this before, but we're going to basically get somebody really, really drunk and have them tell us stories about motorsports. Mm. Yes. So Sign me up. See, that's <laughs> right. Fantastic. So we'll, we'll get you any kind of hard liquor you want, any beer. We'll, we'll supply it. I'll supply it. The podcast will supply it. We'll get in there in my living room. It'll, it'll be part of the Growler Garage family, but it won't be a podcast. It's going to be something that's going to be, you know, YouTube specific because the video is going to be very important there. Get in front of the fireplace, maybe give you one of my cats to Real pet. classy. You know, sure. yeah. yeah. You know. Classy. Like plenty of fish classy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it'll be a little, nice low-key environment, yeah. fireplace in the background, just class, class, class. So I want you to think about what maybe a, 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 a kind of a famous motorsport story that you maybe you know really, really well. And think about that. And maybe over the next few weeks, think about it. And we'll talk. And we'll, we'll come get you real, real drunk. And then you can tell it to us. Yeah, I've got one. All right. There <laughs> we go. And then I wanted to... Um, Fantastic. Well, I'll talk to him about it more on the next week. But I wanted to get uh, Andrew, who's going to be one of our guests next week. I wanted him to tell a story about Dale Earnhardt while just hammered drunk. Uh, just from, like... From the time, and, and I think he knows Dale Earnhardt's career pretty well, but not, like, super, super well. So I want him to do no studying on it so that he can do it off of memory, and then we'll correct him underneath with, like, captions. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good idea. I think, it's, I it's think we're going to strike gold. Idea. Okay. This, yeah. this was actually all producer Matt's it. idea. Actually, you, it was not my idea. Yeah, I but can't. you're taking credit for it. Okay, fine. Because don't say if somebody else's, because then they could come after us when it makes us millions of dollars. Yeah. So let's not do that. All right. Yeah, that could be like um, a movie, The Martian, coming out. Have you heard about the guy who wrote that? Mm-mm. So he was on uh, he was on the radio this morning, and I I didn't know it looked like a decent enough movie. I was watching the trailers and stuff. The Martian, for it. yeah, with uh, Matt Damon. Oh yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah, so they had the guy on there. Um, <laughs> they should have really cast him in that new Superman movie. Why Superman Batman? He would have been the perfect Robin. What? Why? Because <laughs> Ben Affleck is Batman. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I was about to say, isn't he Batman? But then I realized it's Ben Affleck. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That'd be funny. It would be. Um, but the guy, like, I didn't know anything about this book or anything, but, like, he, so he was, like, a, a software programmer mm-hmm. and was just writing this book, like, little by little, night after night. And uh, it got picked up by, like, he put it out for free on his website, like, his blog. And then it got picked up by a, uh, a some book publisher. And then three days later, he got a movie deal out of it from Fox. And then a wow. week later, he quit his job. 
<laughs> Set for life. Yeah, and, he, and he, he's just like, he was actually seemed like a real good dude, but he's like super overwhelmed. Like on the radio, you could tell he's just like super like, he's like didn't really know what was going on. I don't know what on. to do with my hands. And um, I don't, this is the one that like NASA like signed off on it saying like most of the stuff's like super accurate and all that stuff. Yeah. But like he didn't, like NASA didn't really like consult with him during it. It's just that he nice. knew that much about space and physics and all that stuff. Very cool. Um, <laughs> and he said the only flaw in the movie is that there, and he did it on purpose because to add, trauma mm-hmm. is um there's like a, a at some point there's like a martian like windstorm or something and it like i guess there's like a risk of it tearing everything down on mars but he said in reality it's like there's not enough atmosphere on mars to actually cause any problem like a windstorm would be like a gentle breeze <laughs> so well, it's it's kind of funny i'm like wow mm-hmm. you just gave away like the plot of the movie like on the radio for free like i'm definitely gonna go see it now what yep. do they call earthquakes on mars i would assume mars quakes <laughs> right <laughs> i'm gonna venture to say that that would be correct mars earthquakes Mars oh man, these are these are some good questions. Shit, you ready for this? Just did too good of a job, I guess. Yeah, no, these are actually. Can I say yeah. shit? Some of these you'll know, which yes, is good. That's, what, that's yes. what we want. But yeah, I, I think you need help with two of them. I needed help. Hmm. Oh wow, well, some of these are friggin' you damn easy on me. I mean, come on. <laughs> some of them. All right, let me get my timer up here. We haven't done zero to sixty in a while, so this is the uh, the pop quiz trivia zero to sixty challenge. If you live in Southern California, check out um, uh, pop quiz trivia ocpopquiz.com. They uh, put out a lot of uh, trivia games. Basically, they do it at bars and restaurants and stuff. Um, and you basically go there, you have a beer, you have dinner, and uh, you you answer uh, trivia questions. They do like six rounds of trivia. Do they do it in Tijuana? Like could probably get them to like Rancho Cucamonga area. Maybe we can. Right. We'll talk to them. Get okay. them to expand out there. <laughs> if you wanted to host it, they'd probably do it. All right, cool. Uh, they give out free beers and stuff. Rancho and, uh, Cucamonga, BC. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Find a restaurant <laughs> that'll do it, and they'll probably it. set you up. So here we go. So it's ten questions. The top score right now is four and a half by our guest uh, last week, Eric. Is uh, that a? Is that in the rain or is that? Dry conditions. <laughs> it's dry. Okay. It's dry. So um, basically, we give a half point if somebody can make a decent argument that the question was wrong, hmm. um, and that happens sometimes. Or if the answer is like really, really crazy close, because yeah. that's been one of the one of the the situations. Was he looking through the back side of this? I couldn't tell. Do you really think I could read backwards? I can't. I so, can. No. Okay. That's true. <laughs> All right. I can so. barely read forward. I went to California public schools. So, <laughs> so the. The trick to this usually is to, is to get through them as quick as you can. If you don't know it, just move on. Okay. You, you're not going to be able to revisit them or anything, but it's 10 and the hop, high score is four and a half. So All it's right. usually a get the easy ones thing. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. 10 questions, 60 seconds. Here we go. What year did the first Indy 500 take place? Oh, Jesus Christ. 19, uh, yeah, pass. Who is Who was the first four-time winner at the Indy 500? Allenser Sr.? No. No, AJ Foyt. No, probably not. We'll revisit. As drivers, how many as drivers, how many Indianapolis 500 victories does the Andretti family have combined? One. Yes. Which driver won back-to-back Indy 500 races in 1970 and 1971? I'm going to say Alan Sr. Yes. What is the American predecessor to the Ford Focus? American predecessor to Yeah, the in the US, what was the predecessor? Not sure. What is the highest performance focus model um, to be available? ST. Yeah, well, I'll give, I'm gonna give you that. When, what year was the first uh, focus manufactured? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. What is the second most winning engine for the Indy? That doesn't make sense. It, you can answer the next one, because I'm gonna give you that one and the next one, because I don't know. What is the second most winning engine for the Indy 500? Mm. Offy? I'm gonna double. I'm gonna double check because I don't know. I think that's the winningest, but I don't know. And I'm gonna give you this because that last one didn't make a ton of sense. Who has scored the most Indy 500 owner victories? I'll say Pinsky. No, he has the most. Uh, so that one's Lou Moore. Hmm. Don't know who that is. No. Nope. So the one before that, I want to double check that because I'm I'm sure that there's a reasonable thing to this. Number eight was what is the second most winning engine in the Indy 500? It says Harry Miller. And yeah, I've never heard of sense. I've never yeah. heard of Harry yeah, Miller yeah. engine. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's a three, three. Okay. So uh, we'll go back and kind of revisit them. But uh, what year did the first Indy 500 take place? That was 1911. Who was the first four-time winner of the Indy 500? That was AJ Foyt. You got it, but you answered Alonso first. Yeah. So, as drivers, the Andretti family has one win, which is fun. 
Um, which driver won back-to-back 500s in 70-71? Al Unser. The predecessor to the Focus is the Escort. Um, the highest performance Focus model. Um, it says here RS, but that's not out yet. So exactly. going with ST. But doesn't the question say to be available? No, I added that. Oh. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to give you that one. That may, or half. I don't know. We'll Your give call. it. To, we'll give you that one. Well, what year was the? This it says here when year was the first generation Focus manufacturer. You English real good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was 1998. Um, the second most winning engine for the 500s, Harry Miller. I'm not familiar with that one. Cos- or, um, Beautiful cars. Are they? Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, um, uh, Offy's got to be number one, I got to think. Probably. I think they have like 18 or something. Yeah. Or more, more than that. The second most Indy 500 victories is Lou Moore with five. I have no idea who the hell Lou Moore is. And it must be early days. Well, wow. Ganassi's got to be getting close to that, right? Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I'll look at it later. And then uh, number 10, we didn't get to it. Uh, who's going to win the Ironman Winter Sub-Championship? Oh, uh, Patrick Britton. There it is. You, you would have got that one. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. So Man. you're tied for third. You know what we yeah. should do is we should put three with an asterisk. And if I win the Ironman Sub-Championship, we give him another point. All right. Yeah. I think we can do that. You know what? I didn't. Come. I mean, since we do kind of make up the rules. Oh yeah. No, there's this isn't legitimate <laughs> in the least. So I, I didn't have time to cut a magnet, so I'm gonna cut that real quick. So entertain the children. All right. All right. I got nothing to say. You know how good I am at this. So how's your day? Good. I really should should have got the um, first year of the Indy 500, but. Yeah, I probably would have said 1909. Yeah, I don't know. The Indy 500 kind of ceased to exist. You know, around the. 1995 era with me, so yeah. Had a good what 94 year run. Exactly, it yeah. did. This it's a strong run. I mean, it's probably not the best, but I don't know what's better. No. It'll be a minute. Why did you unroll the whole thing? It seemed to work that way. What's that say? Oh. Well, now that nobody else is listening. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> I told you guys to entertain the children. Uh, you know how good I am at that. You have a child. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you don't want me to entertain the viewers like I entertain my son. It it won't work. You want to teach people how to roll an extension cord? <laughs> I could I could do that. Yeah. So the Arkham guys were a little nervous about me coming on the show today. Oh yeah. Yeah. You want to expand on that? Well, I mean, I guess my reputation. Nicest guy. I know, huh? I am the nicest guy, ain't I? Watch out for that, Jason. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're kind of a loose group. <laughs> so. There we go, three. Right in the middle of the board. We finally have a tie. Are you going to put them next to each other? Oh, I guess I can do that. It's not too bad, though. Bruce is like our RuPaul. <laughs> I mean, he's always got, you know the best fashion advice and I mean have you seen the guy on race day I mean he looks pretty fashionable always has matching <laughs> shit you know all new everything else yeah yeah very cute so really let me down I really wanted you to get three and a half because then we'd have really the whole gamut I know I'm I, yeah I, I'm disappointed too I mean you know but so if he gets if you win he gets a half point all right we can do that did and you I put thought, the asterisk on I thought, you know. Nah, I will later. All right. I uh, thought Kaylee would do me a kindness. No, you know, those were friggin' hard. Balls. I mean, I probably would have gotten the Andretti one. I might have gotten the four-time winner one. It's a shame, too, because... I would have gotten the Focus one. The Andretti family is only going to have one. I know. It's not going to change anytime soon. <laughs> no, it's never going to change. <laughs> well, they, they say, you know, talent skips a generation, so when Marco has a kid, you know, they might do something there. I doubt it. Maybe. That's true, because he'd be raised by Marco. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, so who knows? Um, gosh, I still want to keep trying to use this bottle opener, but I guess I'll do that off air. I watched Winnebago Man last night. What the hell is that? <laughs> you have not seen Winnebago Man? No. Oh, my God. Get on Netflix right now and watch Winnebago Man. I'll do it in a few minutes. Yes. You uh, have to watch Winnebago what's Man. It, what's it about? It's about this Winnebago salesman that just completely loses his fucking mind. Uh-huh. Uh, can I say fucking? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How, how old's the movie? Pretty recent or not? Yeah, pretty recent. Okay. Yeah, really? I, I would have guessed like 70s. Yeah, I was thinking something well, like that movie Used Cars. It was, so <laughs> it's it's outtakes of this guy that was making a promotional video for Winnebago's back in the 70s. Uh-huh. 
but the movie was just made like a couple of years ago, probably. Okay. And yeah, he's like the angriest man in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Let's check that out. So there you go. There's your Grower Garage, like movie pick of the week. There it, it is. Out Winnebago Man yes. on Netflix. Apparently, it, it's a, we should it's make a, that a thing. It's a great time. Now it is. Uh, what are we up to there now, Matt? There's something else I want to talk about, and I forgot now. 54. I'm off the rails with everything. Where am I supposed to come here about music? No, that's going to be next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can give us some of your thoughts. So it's kind of a precursor. Uh, we can get kind of into a, a small-time discussion about that. But I figured there was enough interesting stuff to talk to you about that we didn't need to really sure. do the music. No offense, other guests. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Um, well, let's see. We're about out of beer. What else? Uh, I mean... This is what happens when I don't have time to take any notes. And when I don't have, this is what happens when I have a job. When I have a full time job, is I, I don't have trivia questions. I don't have anything interesting to it's talk good about. It's to have a job. So you got well, to learn to do your prep work on the weekends. Because without a job, this show couldn't continue. Yeah, it's true. We, the Growler Garage would get repossessed. Exactly. You know, why do you be the Growler Cordoba? I know. And then and then you'd probably end up dead because you're in Fullerton. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can't be homeless in Fullerton. That's right. No. Um, we probably you, you get beat to death. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, like we're talking in a day, and like nobody ever gets pulled over for traffic violations here. People run red lights like like it's going out of style. Like everybody runs red lights here, but yet if you look even the slightest bit homeless. You are getting hassled. Like, there's always a homeless person being talked to the talked to by the cops <laughs> on Harbor every day. Every day I, I drive down there, it's just, oh, that person's getting hassled. But yet, well, person blows a red light by 14 seconds. You see, okay. the, I think the way that they do it is is downtown Fullerton brings in enough revenue with the DUIs every weekend Fair. that they just like, you know what, traffic, yeah. it's fine. Just let it happen. Yeah, that's true. The cops do camp out. And uh, yeah. downtown Fullerton. It's been referred to like as the gauntlet, trying to get out of downtown Fullerton on a Friday or Saturday night. I believe it. And it's um, it's also because it's a college town. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of kids come here, you know, as freshmen. Well, I guess you can't drink as a freshman, but. Sure you can. Well, yeah, just not at the bars, right? Yeah. There's plenty of like frat houses near there. So, you know, there's there's a lot of. That, when school starts every year, downtown Fullerton is a friggin' nightmare. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, I'm sure you can imagine, but it's, you can't get, like, there's a, par- a three-story parking structure there that has, like, 500 parking spots per level, um, and it services, like, a city block is all, and it, it's full. Like, yeah, I generally feel sorry about the homeless. Yeah. But there's one thing that pisses me off about the homeless. So I have two Siberian Huskies. Yeah. The other day I was driving, and I see this homeless guy with a Husky. Oh, God. Off a leash. And the dog is, like, stuck to his side. Like, I baby my dogs. Like, they've got the life of leisure, but if I let my dogs off a leash, they'd be gone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Why does a homeless person have (laughs) dogs off a leash? (laughs) How do you do that? I don't know. I couldn't do it either. Like, if I opened this door behind me, like, you just see a streak of gold, black, white, and black just down the street. Like, they'd just be they be gone. They'd just be like, I'm going to go explore all the things. (laughs) They, you know, it'd be, it'd be no doubt. I don't know how people, I don't, some people are able to do it. And my, I have a my friend dog, who does My it. dogs do it. How, like, they just stick around. I think it's, it's really because weird. I give my dogs too much attention. So they're like, God, leave me alone. So they run away. I don't, I don't know. know. Like if we take our dogs to the dog beach on leash, they. There's a dog beach? In uh, um, Huntington. Oh. Just, just north of Huntington. There's not one in Corona? No, there's not. <laughs> there's no. not a beach in Corona. No. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. On leash, like walking to the beach from the car, my dogs are complete assholes. But this, mm-hmm. like, barking and, like, lunging at every other dog in the world. And the second you unclip their leash, <laughs> perfect little <laughs> angels. Like, I wish that they could have seen right, the motion that you made. It's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yep. It was entertaining. Like they, they stick right by my side. Like, do not leave. It's huh? really weird. It's, um, it's weird. Just some, some, I was about to say some makes of dogs, some breeds of dogs, some just, brands. Yeah, you know, some of them just do it. You know, I we have a, a buddy who lives up the street who has a um, what is it? A, a a corgi mixed with a German Shepherd, and they just like it won't just stick by your side, but it knows what it's doing. It just hangs out in the front yard. They yeah. let them just run around, and I'm like, maybe I just don't trust my dogs enough because they're assholes. I don't know, I don't know but. Um, yeah, but that's because they ran out the front door because they're chasing somebody. My neighbor has a Chihuahua yeah. Great Dane mix. Um, what? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just how does that even <laughs> work? <laughs> well, hopefully the chihuahua was the male. Hopefully. <laughs> we won't get into more detail on that. <laughs> uh, 
And on that note, the great Dane didn't even know it was pregnant. I think on that bombshell, it's time to end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, it's great being here. Yeah, thanks, thanks again. For, thanks for coming. Um, we got, we got. Let me, let me drink beer. Time to do the plug thing. Yeah, we got to talk business. Here's the deal: podcast got to make money. Luckily, we have very low overhead here, but I want to make my house payment with this because you know of all this. If we can get an actual business license, I could probably ride off the garage. That's not that hard to do. But we yeah. got to make money first. Mm, not necessarily. All right, we'll talk off the air. Um, <laughs> we we need you to buy t-shirts, and I'm gonna make more t-shirts. But I, I the ones that are there are like grade A, like twelve out of ten shirts. Twelve out of ten. Twelve out of ten. Twelve shirts. out of ten. Yeah. Um, maybe I should start giving them away to people that are guests on the show. But I don't know. I'm, the podcast needs to make money before I can do that. Yeah. So if people buy shirts, then I can buy shirts, and then I'll make more money. And I feel like that's how business works. The more I buy for myself, the more money I make. Right. Mm, I'm gonna have to look that one. All I can up. say is I personally. I'm not a bought, business major, so I personally bought five of those shirts. But I was gonna wear one, but I'm kind of behind on laundry, ah, and they're the most yeah. comfortable shirts I've ever bought. Yeah, you, you know I love them. Stylish, very high quality. Tinder stylish. girls loved them. Every time I go out in them, I get a compliment. Hey, where'd you get that shirt? <laughs> yeah, and you were um, like growlergarage.net. Exactly. So I mean, people that aren't buying them, they're really missing out. That's, That's right. right. That's and we have these glasses that have our logo on them, which is pretty cool. Um, you'd think it's custom made, but it's available for purchase yep. to, to everybody, whether whether you're cool or not, because everybody who listens to this show is, oops. You know, there's going to be a certain after party after um, the awards banquet. Oh, yeah. And maybe we should serve glasses. Oh. Serve drinks in those gal. I thought you were going to say that we should maybe do a podcast there. We could do a podcast. Oh, my God. It's not that far from you. You want to talk about a total shit show. Could do it. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. We could do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll worry about that. Well, I say I. It's North Fontana. I say Rancho Cucamonga I live in because yeah, because I don't so. want to say I live in Fontana. I mean, there you yeah, go. Of course yeah. not. You but, live in the home of the the Quakes. Yes. My uh, my cousin used to play for the Quakes. Really? Who? The, uh, well, no, I don't think anybody knows his name, but Sean Mulligan was his name. I do know his. How name. do you what? Because I used to go to Quakes games all the time. Yeah. Sean Mulligan. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was kind of a big deal for the Quakes, actually. He was because he ended yeah. up going to the Padres, yeah. and then he went to the Indians. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been in contact with him in a while, but he, I mean, you make it to the big leagues. I mean, yeah. You know, you make it to the big yeah, leagues. Yeah, he, he did good with the Quakes. Yeah, he led yeah. The, he led Triple um, A and RBIs for a couple years yeah. in a row. He was uh, he's pretty. He was one of those players that was just very like just solid wasn't super flashy like 47 home runs a year but he you know leading in rbis is pretty damn yeah. good um but yeah so that's um i went to a quakes game one time it's a good time it was it actually was it was if i mean i was six so i couldn't have a beer but um i if i gotta think i gotta think a minor league baseball game probably a damn good time minor league baseball games are fun especially yeah. on thursdays at the quakes it's like dollar beer night. Oh, come on. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if so. only they had one like on a Saturday after a Super Series. They usually do. We I mean, need to find them. I mean, that needs to happen. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Let's make that work. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jason, and everybody nice. that was on the show. Um, well, we'll have to have you back again when I do some research. And Don't when forget I'm prepared. the plug. Good deal. Don't forget the plug. I already plugged. You didn't plug anything. I said growlergarage.net. That's it. Yeah, you can find everything they want on there. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Growler Garage. Twitter at Growler Garage OC. Facebook, just search for Growler Garage. I don't know if we have a URL It's facebook.com slash Growler Garage podcast. All right, so just search Growler Garage. <laughs> and uh, you can interact with us. Um, we send we share pictures of Marty Robbins. Uh, we talk about four-door NASCAR vehicles. Uh, it's just a bad time in general, so check it out. Totally not a waste of time. No, no, Not we might even give something away at some point. I got these. Um, Let's definitely talk about doing a, uh, a show, though, at the after party. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a really good time. I think it, I think it would, too. Um, yeah, no, I th I, let's, let's try to figure out a way to make that work. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to pick all this stuff up, but. This this show at one point was mobile, so. That's true. We so wouldn't have the lights, but I'm assuming your house has lights? Of course. I have, okay. I have my, uh, my other lights. Well, he probably has lights. Yeah. It is a house. I do well, have No, that. but like my softboxes and stuff. Oh, okay. We'll work on it. But that's going to be, I mean, the awards banquet usually goes to what, like nine? I think so. That's early for some of us. I mean, it's my bedtime. I can't imagine being there after nine. It's my bedtime usually. <laughs> yeah. Might have, to, might have to do it sans Matt, that one. <laughs> Get Kaylee to produce it. Well, it's on a Saturday, right? Yeah. That's oh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just bring the baby. Bring the wife. Bring the baby. Sure. It'll be fun. Yeah. The baby but, goes to sleep at six o'clock. Yeah, he'll be back awake and ready to party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
maybe on the Facebook, but I might give something away in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Because uh, that car show I went to uh, last week, and I ended up going, but I, did, I didn't have my car, so I just went to hang out. But I, re- I had registered, so I got the bag of goodies. And um, the coolest thing ever, they gave me a tortilla warmer. Nice. Was in the bag of goodies. I, I, think, I, I think the after show <laughs> is, is definitely a must. I mean, you're going to have everybody there. Yeah, no, it'll I be mean, something. Drunk interviews just lined up. The, what we got to do is we got to make sure whoever wins championship is there. If it's Taylor, it'll be easy. If I don't know. Taylor said maybe, so I don't know. He's gonna if he wins championship, he'll be so drunk by that so, point, we'll be able to drag him wherever we want. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, fair. And, and, <laughs> unless he unless he confirms, I mean, John Kimbrell actually said he's gonna be there. So. All right, well then I'm rooting for John until exactly. Taylor confirms. Exactly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the anybody but Logan camp personally. Yeah. You know, well, I can go. There's a lot more people I don't want to win, but, you know, yeah. looking at Logan and Sergio. Have a good night, everybody.